just go at it, man. Don't give up to get what you what you need and what you're looking for. You know, the day that you gave up could have been the day that you made it. I love it, man. Listen, you can't close out a podcast no more, no better than that. Listen, man, go follow my brother Spectacular, man. Do me a favor. Go get you some social proof, man. I want you to go build something, okay? Lock in. Be consistent. Be persistent. Focus on your relationships. This is one of those podcasts you probably need to just listen to for the whole month, okay? Just listen to it (laughs) because there's so many uh, gems being dropped. So go get you some social proof, okay? Go build something, and I want you to uh, come back to the community and teach them how you did it. We are out of here. Peace. What if I told you for $1, I will introduce you to hundreds of entrepreneurs every single morning this week? From all across the country, you'll be able to talk to hundreds of entrepreneurs and I'll coach you. I'll coach you for a dollar this whole week and I'll introduce you to some of my successful friends for a dollar this week. Would you Would you take part in that? Well, go to themorningmeetup.com because that's exactly what we're doing here, okay? The only organization that gathers entrepreneurs every single day for the betterment of entrepreneurship, okay? Every single day, Monday through Friday, we gather, we're growing, we're learning. We got a book club. Have you ever seen hundreds of entrepreneurs reading the same book? Every single chapter, every single day, we're growing together, okay? You need the environment to grow in. TheMorningMeetup.com, a dollar. I'm going to give you all this for a dollar. If you want to stay, great. It's $79 a month after that. If not, no obligation. You can leave whenever you want, right? TheMorningMeetup.com. I'll see you in the morning. You're submitting. How many were you submitting, like, at a time per week or what? It varies, but per month, I was probably doing between... 10 to 12 yeah, per month. I was going hard, man. But a lot of people don't understand with the federal government, there's no proposal writing. That's what a lot of people get hung up on. Okay, so the state level, you have to write a proposal. You hear Mm -hmm. people say, oh, I I hired a proposal writer to write my proposals. Okay, cool. In the federal government, there's no proposal writing. You're just submitting documents. Mm-hmm. I, anybody can do that. But guess who submitted the documents? I'm calling my subcontractor to give me the document that I need. I'm still not doing that. I'm being the best echo. The government says, hey, we need these three documents. Okay, cool. Hey, subcontractor, I need these three documents. They submit the documents to me. I just look them over for, you know, clarity, make mm-hmm. sure they read well because it has to read well. Then I submit that in my package. Got so it. that's how I was able to move like this. And what happened when it started to click, where that joint started hitting? Like you're getting these contracts. What, what, do, you, what do you think happened? I probably t- started to take my time. Mm. I, I probably started to take my time and started to really, really dive into helping the subcontractors. Because now I'm starting to understand they don't know that I'm getting, I'm going after a contract for five years. They don't have to charge me all this money up front. They can start to get their money throughout the years like me progressively. Mm. So if it starts out at 10000 by the end of year five, we at 25000 or we possibly at thirty five. So in the beginning, I just was accepting all quotes. Okay, you want 
100,000, great. And I just put money on top of the 100,000. Okay, now I started to look at prices a little bit different. I say, hey, where can we adjust your price? Because this is going to be a five-year run. When I started to do stuff like that and have conversations with the sub. You're negotiating oh with my the gosh, sub. Yeah. That's when I started to take off because now that when I put my sense, money on bro. top, you feel me? When I put my money on top, I have a competitive quote to the government and overall, everybody looks good. Gotcha. That's so when they the, started to click. In the beginning, it was just like, all right, you want 100000 All right, I'm going to charge the government 110000 or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, But you're and negotiating the number with the, cover, the mm-hmm. subcontractor. Here's my question because you have 40 people, 40 contracts now. Meaning your money is reliant on them performing, yep. which seems scary to me. Oh, okay. How do you manage that? Because I if I said, I'm like, yo, Joe, you go install the elevator, and he's a <laughs> janky company. Right, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, how, that's for me, that, that would be one of the things that turned me off. Like, ah, yeah. I don't know. Because they out there, right? The, the companies that look good on their website, the company that has the rep, the great representative that answers the phone mm. and all that sounds good, but their work is just trash. Mm. It's out there. All you do is you just get them out there. Remember, I'm getting three quotes from three different companies. I might just go with this one because they're the lowest, but I got two others sitting on the bench ready to go if this company is jacking up now, I don't manage them while they're out there working mm. because I tap into what's called the point of contact at the facility. They're there every day. I'm not even nowhere near close to there. So I'm so building- that work for them or you hire your own- No, I don't hire anybody. So when you get awarded a contract, right, the government gives you a point of contact at the facility to basically oversee your contract. The government gives you a point of contact contact at the facility. Yeah. So let's say... Give me an example. Yeah. Gotcha. So let's say it's a janitorial contract. So the, the workers come in there every single day, but it's a person at the government facility assigned to watch that work. I see. They have their My own job, manager. There you go. My job is to be buddy-buddy with that point of contact at the facility. Oh, you're giving the sauce now. <laughs> yeah, you're giving the sauce now. Then that's how you manage it. I, half the time, guess how many times I talk to my subcontractors? Not much. Twice. Invoicing time. Invoicing. Like, when it's time, I, I didn't get the invoice on time. Hey, um, LLC, John LLC, I didn't get your invoice. What's going on? Can you submit your invoice? Because mm-hmm. I want them to submit the invoice to me on time so I can keep that train rolling. Mm-hmm. Or the second time I call them, I just haven't heard from them in a while. Yeah. Hey, I know everything is going good. Are you satisfied? Like, we good? Yeah. And, you know, just chop it up. So you hire a X company to do this job. Have you ever had a situation where, like, you paid them. Maybe, like, you paid them and they didn't do the job. You got to, like, dip, dip into your bread to get a new company to come out, which makes be a higher quote. Yeah, yeah. So, 
the back half of that situation has has happened a lot. I got to get another company, but now they don't want to be at the first company's rate. Mm-hmm. So now it just dip into my my money, yeah. right? So if I'm at ten rats and I got to go into that, that's cool. Price I'm still yeah. yeah. You want five thousand of my money? You can have it. I'm still getting five rats. We're not doing any work at right. all. It's not a big deal. I don't sweat the small stuff. Now what happens is if they don't do the work. They're not performing. We get paid in the rears. So it's 30, it's net 30. So they gotta do the work first or not do the work before I even pay them. So oh. I'm not paying them and then they go do the work. They do the work, then I pay them. So the government pays in the rears. Yep. So you gotta say, yo, I got I need a net something with y'all. Yeah. You paying me every goddamn bully leaves the goddamn keys to the escalade. Or his navigator blocking the damn boat. The keys are with him out. Who the hell knows where across the state? And I gotta get the goddamn boat out of there. And uh, that was a fiasco. Does anybody want to buy a 27 foot Formula PC? Brand Come on. new paint. Come on, we're lowering the price. Brand new paint. That boat is beautiful and it runs perfect. I'm telling did, you now. It did run good. I'll tell you what, it's worth 50 grandy all day long. 30 grand right now. Contact Rafal. 30 grand. You got to pick it up. And I can't guarantee the trailer, no. Because the trailer's not mine. But I'll I'll help you get a trailer. And the trailer ain't going to cost you no more than a grand or two. Yeah, go to it. Okay, come on. Come on down and look at that boat. What's the name of uh, Justin's uh, truck place? You got go to Ameritruck Sales if you need a truck. That's the same name. He normally changes his name so. all the Does time because he? he's always in trouble or something. I don't know. Oh. It's on Highway 19, Ameritruck Sales, and it's call us and let's do it. All right, what else you got? AJ White, thanks for the twenty dollars. Thank you very Appreciate much. Appreciate it, David Almendarez. Thanks for the two dollars. Shout out to Crazy Jewish. Crazy Jewish. For four ninety nine. Cheap Jew. Ben, are you looking forward to Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur. I don't even have a yarmulke. I mean, you know, honestly, I'm I'm not religious, so you know, the holidays are the holidays are the holidays. That's not true. You are religious on Jewish holidays. You turn religious. He turns into a real... Can I say Jew? Yeah. A Jew. And you're a liar. Not a liar. You are a liar. How many times have I ever been to synagogue do you know of the whole time you've been on this earth? How many times? It's not that. How many times? It's in our house. It's what? Here. You don't he know what Jewish is. Let me tell you. Jew. You don't even know what Jewish is. I'm serious. They got so many things going on. You he blow your mind. Real Jew. Quiet before I make you go get bar mitzvahed. You know what the Jews will do all they're drinking? I didn't even get a bar mitzvah. I didn't get one. I'll get you one. I'm good. You ain't going to do it. Okay. I didn't even do it. I did. All right. Move on. What else you got, Jew boy? (laughs) IGH Properties. Thanks for the $49.99. All right. Big money for file. You're going to be eating some sausage tonight. And maybe a bite. (laughs) Don't take that wrong. Anyway. (laughs) What else you got? (laughs) David Almendrez, thanks again for $5. When's Mike Bonus and Polly going to be on the podcast? Mike Bonus is a pain in my onus. Okay? You better get out there and you better get the goddamn vacancies we're getting in retail. 
We just heard from uh, a mattress store going dark. All right, he's sitting on plenty of empty space, and he ain't getting it rented. And in, I don't know, you know, it's a tough time, a tough market, but Mike Bonus has also got to try to help me with investments. Uh, I'll get him on there. I'll get him on there. He'll be around. What else we got? Paulie. Paulie's out there taking care of pot mills all over the damn state. That guy goes, travels hundreds and hundreds of miles a day. A day. Yeah, a day. Has to go to this building or that building over here and all in the middle of nowhere. What else you got? The doctor, thanks for the 100 bucks. $100 must be from Rich Doctor. He must be a plastic surgeon. Hey, doctor, I hope uh, I hope there's not Medicaid money he's giving us. Uh, anyway, so thank you very much, doctor. Thank you very much. There's, there is your $100. I'm probably a grain or two deep in these super chats. Ten grand still stands to swim in the Mala's Lazy River. Do I have to be here? The, the doctor, send us an email and then we will contact you. Ask Ben on Ben. Ten Ma. grand, that's com. a lot of money. Consult with Ben. Let's have a consultation, doctor. Yeah. I'll give you a consultation, doctor. How about that for a change? The shoe's on the other foot. All right, what else we got? Any callers? Nobody's calling in today. We can go home, go eat, go to sleep, go to hell. I mean... Yeah, we can get a caller right now. I need a cigarette. Don't tell your mother I'm smoking in the house. Hello? Hey, it's Ben. How are you today? How can we help you? Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, what's up? Who is this again? Sorry. Oh, my goodness. Did you not want me to call you? This is Ben Rella from the goddamn (laughs) Life for Sale... What the are you, hell are you on? How you doing? I'm all right. What's up? What do you got? I don't, I don't know if you remember me. You came to the Homestyle Restaurant. You did that video. The Homestyle Restaurant. You guys went. Uh, you guys closed up, didn't you? Yeah, we did. Yeah, I'm sorry. How's your parents doing? They're okay. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, it's just no. It's okay. It was it was, it was sold. Yeah. Well, I hope things work out for you guys. Thank you. Now what are you Appreciate doing? It. Now what are you doing? Where were now, you from? You're from, did... you're, wait, you're from, you're from Serbia? Or where were you from? I forgot. Albania. Albania. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you doing now? So now I just acquired a property here in uh, Newport Ritchie. It happened right before Corona went mainstream. Everyone kept saying, you know, it was a big debate if I should get it or not. I thought the virus was just, at the time, right before March, it wasn't anything crazy going on. What kind so of property? I went what ahead kind of, and did get it. What kind of property are we huh? talking about? What kind of property are we talking about? What kind? It's just a single family home. All right, so you bought a single family house, and what's the story? Yeah. Was it occupied when you bought it? Is it a rental? Was it empty? What's the story? Yeah. It was. It was occupied when I bought it. I got it off market through a friend who knew somebody that was liquidating his portfolio. So I got extremely lucky. How much you pay? How much you pay? Sold eighty thousand. All right, so you spent. You bought a house. It's rented out. How much is the tenant paying you? 
then I drink, you know what I'm saying, but I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah, I ain't no faking, man. There's no no faking, you know what I'm saying? Candy bar, folks. I just recently, like, I stay with my people. Shit, I can get the fuck up out of here if I want to. That's just the only thing. You feel me? That's holding me back. All right. I'm just yeah. saying, though, that's my thing, though, bro. Clean your credit. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, me and you both know they ain't, you can't get anything. You can't get a Subway sandwich. You can't get a Subway sandwich. You have to fix your credit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because they feel like you're poor if you don't have a decent credit score. You have to have it. First thing they're going to do is let me run your credit. Your ass going to be sitting there looking cross-eyed. Like, uh, well, you could have just took the pay the two bands off, gang. Oh, okay. All right, man. You got tattoos and shit. You, listen, bro. You spending all your money and everything else but what's important. No, this one, this shit was over time. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm older now. I'm 33, folks. Oh, you know man. You old, too? You talking about you old, too? But I'm saying, you, but... I, only reason I'm saying this, I'm saying that you old, gang, because 33, you ain't, damn, ain't nobody talked to you when you was 20-something, 25? Nah, like, nah, you look, I'm going to tell you some real shit, Joe. When we were shorties, like, motherfuckers ain't telling us about credit and shit. Like, even when I went to the U.S. Bank and I took that 1500 out, like, I'm like, man, fuck credit. Like, you feel me? So you just said, I'm going to keep the 15. What you do with the 15, gang? No, nah, it was around Christmas time. I was fucked up around that time. So I, I put it to, I ain't flipped that shit, but I just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you just finessed I could have so, but I So you just... So you just fucked they fifteen hundred off, like man, fuck credit and everything. Huh? Hey, look, look, let me yeah, ask you something. So the reason, do you understand the reason why the bank gave you that fifteen hundred? Nah, cause they, they, it was like, it was like long. I went to the ATM. You feel me? This how I started off. I took a couple hundred out. I'm like, damn. Then I came back, took a couple hundred more. I'm like, then I'm like, fuck it, I'm finna run it up in this bitch. Right. To my mom. So did you? So so you took they. So now, let me tell you why they gave you the fifteen hundred. They gave you your fifteen hundred dollars because they knew you was gonna fuck it off. And guess what you did? I fucked that shit off. You fucked it off. <laughs> Is it, <laughs> listen, bro. You did exactly what they thought you was gonna do. You could have been. See, this how you finesse. What you should have did, you should have just went on to pay them their money back, right? And mm -hmm. then, once you would have paid them their money back, they would have been on dick. So now they're trying to give you five, six, seven, ten, fifteen. You know what I'm saying? Because their whole goal is to get you to start spending money. Right. That's their goal. They want you to spend their money because they make interest off it. They keep offering you shit and you not really spending or you spending it little they know you got a bag alright give me a hundred thousand dollar credit card guess what I'm gonna do every month on it I'm gonna go get gas 
I'm gonna get gas. I'm gonna get gas twice a week and barely use that bitch. Like I don't need that shit. Now they trying to hit me with the two, three hundred, four hundred, unlimited, right? Cause they want you to spend the money. That's how they make money off you. But you know what you did? You showed them the niggery. You feel me? You got real niggerish. You got real niggerish, gang. You took the fifteen hundred and you finessed. And guess what they did? They dipped you back down. Oh, sir. What's your credit yeah, score? Tell them your credit score again. It's like a five something. Ooh, five boy. They didn't only did they not only did they dick you down, they they gave you a disease too. Yeah, they got down on me. I'm thinking on you know what I'm saying? I knew it was gonna fuck me up in the long run, but you know what I'm saying? It ain't shit to be covered. Yeah. And they did it raw. They fucked you wrong, mm-hmm. gang. Yeah, so I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you like, damn, they throwing me there. My team would literally, you'll bring us on, you'll give us our retainer, and we would literally make somebody a quarter million dollars in a month off of like a $5,000 ad spend. And we would cons- con- consistently do that to the point where I was just like, yo, why are we making everybody else all this money? We're only getting this. I don't really want to partner with them. So how about I just continue the clients we have, keep those going, and let me focus on my own products, my own, my own hire myself as a as a client, mm. and um, and then focus on partnerships with different influencers or celebrities and things like that, but only really pick the right people. So that birthed the company. That was our technologies. Well, we built out a technology, but now we're going to do this same structure on testing out hundreds of products, seeing what float to the top. Once we know what floats to the top, we're going to take that and we're going to pick an influencer and we're going to match them up with a product. And we're going to make the next Kali Jenna with the next Kali, Kali Cosmetics. And then the next component to that is called Social Seed. Well, we change the way that your favorite, that your most, um, we change the way that fans support their favorite influencer. Okay. So we're going to make it where your top 1,000 fans could invest in your product before launch. Dang. Goodness gracious. Okay, first off, so you're part of with influencers. I just got over 100,000, so I'm telling you. You're, you're influencer. You you, right you're there? So you we, there? We, can, we can put something together? We can partner? You know, I got to run it through the team. <laughs> <laughs> that means uh, I'm gonna need that retainer. Regardless, <laughs> <brother>. <laughs> Not us. How no. cool we are. Give me that retainer. <laughs> I, I respect it though because if we can, you make quarter million dollars in a month. Like, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, it's easy. But you'll be surprised how easy it is. People think once you have the data, you can do whatever you want with that data. Mm-hmm. You can literally take lookalike audience, which is basically when somebody buy your product, you can have 
100 people that purchase. And what it tells Facebook is, hey, Facebook, take all that information, they put it all in one little bundle, and then they see what all this, what all attributes do they have that's similar. Right. And then they go and look at your interests, see what you're interested in, who are you following, and they go follow, they go find more people that look just like that. Right. So if you like Pretty Ricky, David Shans, and Jordan shoes, and you purchase from Spectacular, then nine out of 10, if you find people that like those three things, nine out of 10, they're going to like me too. Gotcha, gotcha. So they'll put that 100 people in the bucket and go find a million more people that's just like that. And once you find a million more people like that and you put your same as that product right in front of them, sales skyrocket. Goodness gracious. Yeah, I wanna, I, I, I wanna, I wanna like go, go back, and then get back to where we are. But, pretty Ricky, mm-hmm. how old were you when y'all started? And how did y'all start? How did y'all? Pretty Ricky, are y'all real friends or somebody put that together? Put, put y'all together? Now nah, we family, man. Like real blood family, or Diamond is my bro brother. Baby Blue, I keep calling my government, my bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Blue is your blood brother. Yeah. Your blood brother. Yeah. Same same yeah. parents. Same mom, same dad. Oh, wow. And then Slick is my cousin. And then Pee, we knew him for so long, we call him a brother. But, you know, that's a childhood friend. Mm-hmm. So we already had, like, chemistry. I literally never wanted to be a rapper. Really? I got forced to be a rapper. What did you want to do before this whole... I, I just wanted to be an entertainer. I used to just be in a dance group, dancing on stage, having fun. Like, And it's great we, we did the interview in Miami, mm-hmm. right? Because in Miami, they call it dancing, booty shaking. That's what they call it, booty mm-hmm. shaking. And that's all I cared about was dancing on stage. I used to dance in front of 3,000 Fans, uh, they call it the Omni, the National Guard, Martin Luther King Parade. I was always on stages. So my dad used to see me. Hold on, you were always on stages doing what? Dancing. I used to be in the dance group. Like dancing so on stage. in the dance group? Yeah. So what this was this, this is just, this ain't something you just like to do. Like you were actually competing. Yeah, we compete. Yeah, we did all that. We so did. how'd you put the dance group together? Were, were your brother, was your, was, was Pretty Ricky a dance group first? or No, so, you was so it was something I was doing, and right. then Blue seen what I was doing, and he jumped in. He was in the dance group, mm-hmm. too. He wasn't the best, but, you know, he could, he, <laughs> he had a little solo that he could do. He could make the crowd get on their right, feet. Right. So we was in a group called Baby Forever Nasty. Baby Forever Nasty. Yeah. That was and the name of the group? That was the name of the group. And we was all, like, in, in middle school. We was all in middle school. And even elementary, fifth grade. Because the the, the main group name was Forever Nasty. Mm-hmm. And they, they was the group that was teaching us. So we was baby Forever Nasty. How old was the Forever Nasty group? They was, like, they was in high school. And some was out of high school, like just out of high school. Forever nasty. And then y'all's baby. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, 
What did they end up doing? Anything? Do you know? Do you still know those guys? Those people? Yeah, actually, one of the main people that taught me how to do dance routines and everything literally reached out to me the other day and asked me to mentor them. Really? Yeah, that, it wins. 360. Interesting. I would, I would be depriving myself. Mm. So it's not, it's not like you got to. I get to. I get to. I get to come on. I catch myself I sometimes to. saying, yeah, I got to go. I, I got to go to Vancouver. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I get to go to Vancouver and speak. Yeah. So the thing is, your, your program could be $10,000. But at $10,000, you will have less people, but you'll make more money. So the the way like you're opening up the gate, like you get to go, mm-hmm. like when you see the testimonials, mm-hmm. like obviously mm-hmm. the more mm-hmm. you charge, you do a hundred thousand dollars for a program, right. you'll make way more money. Mm-hmm. And the people are those that, that can invest that money. Right. But you're not gonna have testimony after testimony after testimony. Right. You're not gonna see that many. Right. right? So people are gonna tell you, yo, you need to you need to charge more. But it's like some some people like I, I get I get where you're at. Like mm-hmm. it's the love of mm-hmm. it. It's the really? love of it. And so the fact that you get on every day, it shows like where you are yeah. in your heart to do that. Cause you could have been like, hey, we're gonna do a morning meetup on Mondays. It could have been Monday morning meetup. Yeah. But you're like, no, nah, Monday through Friday, like I'm committed to you helping you do this entrepreneurship thing. You know my sister signed up for it. Yeah, really? Oh, she fanned out, bro. You and Donnie, she feel like, like oh my God. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna do something really special for y'all if you wanna try it out. Just- for a dollar, okay? Dear, Jeremy giving discounts. I'm going to give you a discount, too. So shout out for a dollar. First seven days. Um, just see if you like it. If you like it, great. You can stay at $79 a month. If you don't like it, you can just leave. And you just stole. What is the average? Yeah. Now, how'd you handle Now, let me ask you this, because this is what I did. I'm going to tell you what I did. How'd you handle it once you realized you're just different now than your homeboys? Like, how did you start to handle your people? Um, I I didn't want to be in that environment anymore. Mm-hmm. I just stopped. I, there were there are certain people I needed to spend more time with, and certain people I wanted to spend less time with. The people that I'm spending more time with, they're not closer friends. Yeah. It's just where I'm at right now. I just enjoy this group of people. Yeah, and the people I have to spend less time with, they're not any less my friends. Yeah. It's just. I don't want to do what y'all do. The conversation is yeah, no, big. I didn't. I, I didn't see the gossip TV. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't see it. So I low key don't even fit in. Right. Yeah. yeah. So how did you handle it? Same. I was. I was like, yo, uh, yeah, I can't come through, man. I'm good. Like it, 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 <laughs> they kind of wean themselves out. Yeah. I mean, they kind of. I didn't cut them off. Stop calling. Right. Yeah. I didn't cut them off. It's just yeah. like, hey, man, you know. What you doing tonight? Well, I'm I'm reading. I gotta read this. I'm trying to prepare this proposal, man. Are you good? You wanna come try to help me? Oh no, nah, man. We gotta go into the bar, watch the game. I ain't even start drinking alcohol till thirty. Like I was, I was, I was mm. locked in. How old are you now? I'm thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. I was locked in. You know what I mean? Cause when you go from getting your check every two weeks and your check ain't a check for real. Like, I'm getting money from, I'm getting more money from people getting, I ain't supposed to be getting gas. Like, right. I'm getting more money from that <laughs> than my check. 
So when you go from that to you getting a check from the government for one twenty five, I mean, it's it's not a lot of money, but it's a different way of getting money. And once I realized, yo, I can be decent, I could be a beast at it. Let me lock in. It was, it's just a difference. Did you feel any type of weight up? Did you like? Did you feel like, dang, am I changing? Or when my boy came home, right? So, so when my boy came home from prison, he like, man, I'm gonna be real with you. I wasn't even gonna hook him up, cause he was like, man, I'm, I'm ready. I'm about to do this truck and stuff, but I gotta move this pack first. But I gotta, I'm like, oh, this guy. So I was getting ready to wean him out the way too, but. He had a situation with his daughter and all that stuff. And he's just like, yo, I got to fly straight. I'm like, look, I got you. Come on, let's lock in. Mm. So I felt I felt instantly bad for some people that I couldn't bring them along. But like I said, the way they was talking, I was like, they ain't, they ain't not trying. Yeah. Like, they not trying. Like, when, when AI made it to the league, right, he brought all his boys with him. Right? All of them. All of them. Every last one of them. Right. But it, over time, like, I kind of, I've kind of seen AI wean his boys out because they just won't try. Your man made it. He got money. He got access. And then he got resources to whatever. And you still want to be hood. You you ain't trying. Mm. So when I, when I realized my guy's not trying, I got to get him out the way. <sighs> they did it to themselves, that's a fact. You know, it backfires, though, because, like, you'll see your people's going out and, or hanging out. You're like, yo, why you ain't hit me? Like, I did me. And they're like, well, I thought you were busy. Like, hey. like, I'm not always busy, but... Well, you know how you do. You ain't going to hit me back anyway. Well, right. Golly, all right. Well, thanks for trying, you know what I'm saying? That's what it backfires. So, as a, a successful... Businessman, um, are you married? Married. You married? Mm-hmm. How long? How long? Uh, seven years. How's that? Does, does she work in the business with you? Oh uh, well, yeah, she helps. She helps. <laughs> Never know. Is that frustrating, bro? Because I, I, me and my wife, we can't figure it out for some reason. Super. Super. Let me let me tell you why. Shorty has a lot of education mm-hmm. that I don't have, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm over here struggling. She can see me struggling. She's like, oh, good night, I'll be. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Your boy won the contract though. Oh, we did it. <laughs> like, we are you kidding me right now? Like, nah, man. She hates. She hates the fact that I say something like, "I, I, I, I," and not "we, we, we, we." Mm. She hates that. But you know, at the end of the day, that language. Yeah. But then it's my truth, though. Yeah. I mean, if Kinda. it wasn't for her, if but then I, I, I then I clean it up. I always got to clean it up. Yeah. If it wasn't for her, the household wouldn't be this. Exactly. Was, you know what I mean? Exactly. So it's truth to. It's truth on both ends. Yeah. I'd rather I, just say her truth. Right. But that that's that's something that you have to because you think about it, okay, yes, I got the contract. Yeah, right? Yeah. But that doesn't benefit me in any way. It's just Big it fact. feeds my own arrogance. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. My challenge is it's hard. There's certain things that I want and I need to get it done. If you don't get it done, then I'm I'm frustrated. And I can say it with a tone, but it's hard to separate this. I was talking, I was, I'm not mad at you, the mm-hmm. person. I'm mad at the fact that this didn't go right. The business didn't happen how or uh, or in the timely manner as yeah. it should have happened, right? Because when you're running your own business, you got a way you want to run it. Yeah. Even if somebody want to help, you still it still got to be ran my way. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you wifey or not. Like, right, I right. don't want to do it this way. And then if you don't do it in timely manner, you know, bumps in the road, but it's right. all good. And if you say it too spicy, oh like even after... God. Like when you get home, there's a I, I feel away. Need the spices over here. Like you can't even, <laughs> you can't even say it a certain way. How did she get good. in? Like how did y'all how did y'all get together like during your grind? Because there's a lot of people that they're 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 in their business, they're grinding. Um you wear a helmet? No helmet wore in Florida. Thanks, no. Ben, for the quality. What? Thanks, Ben, for the quality content that I watch daily. Thank you very much for watching. We appreciate it. What else? We got nothing else to do but miserable real... I'll tell you right now, if you own real estate, you better get your shit together. You better be on top of it like you've never been on top of it before in your life. Because uh, it's looking really weird. We're not over. We're not out of the woods. Okay? The money ain't flowing. The planes ain't flying. The players ain't playing. All right? What else? Nothing from you? Nothing from yeah, you? I go D- now. David G, thanks for the $5. I'm David 40. David G, cheap coat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm 47, worth about five mio. You worth $5 million? You only sent me $5? That's not even like... No, I'm just kidding. You work five million bucks. What are you gonna do with, with it? A, with tell me, I don't know what to do with, with my 800, money. With eight hundred thousand cash and no debt, what would you buy to generate about ten grand per month income to live off the next many years? All right, seriously, if you got eight hundred cash, you know, you know, and you don't want to have a lot of responsibility, and you want to use it as income, and you want it to be safe, then you better look for triple net deals where there's no management, there's no nothing. You know, you may have to go out of your area, which it doesn't matter because you're not managing it. I got three triple net deals that are 500 miles away. I don't worry about it. It's not my problem. All they got to do is pay me the rent. And then I got to set up where they pay the rent to an account. The bank takes the mortgage out of that same account. And then whatever's left is clearly mine. I don't pay any bills, not taxes, not insurance, not nothing. So... Look for a seven cap, let's see, $800,000. If you spread that out and use 20, 25% down, you could probably do up to four deals. You need to go out and look for like four $1 million deals or two $2 million deals. If you find a $1 million deal and you put $200,000 down on it and you finance the other $800,000 a million, then the eight hundred thousand is going to cost you roughly about twenty grand a month, uh, two two grand a month. So if you got you know uh, two grand a month to pay the bank, and if you get yourself a seven cap, 
that's 70 grand a year on that million dollar property out of the 70, you give the bank their 25 or whatever it is, and you're left with 45 on a $200,000 investment. So you could probably get that 10 grand a month with only 400 that grand out of the 800. All right? We you got to go. Quality. All right, already. I'm telling the guy what to do with his goddamn 800 grand so you can get $10,000 a month. You know, you need to find deals and then finance them. The thing about triple net is the beauty of it is you finance it. You're borrowing money at 3 and 4%, but you're collecting 6 or 7 So that spread is yours, which increases your return on your investment. Okay? If you just pay cash a million dollars, you're only going to get 70 grand a year. Right? But you have to put up a million dollars for it. If you only put 200000 up, and you get 45, you're not in better shape because you can do more deals. All right, next. And go with stuff that's necessity. Walgreens, grocery stores, auto parts stores, you know, things like that. All right, good luck. Take care. What's up? We got a caller. We got a caller. We got a caller. Good evening, Ben. This is Leo calling from your favorite place on earth, New York City. New York City! <laughs> Isn't there, was, was there a commercial where the guy used to go, where's this sauce from? New York City? All right, so what's New up? York. What part of New York City? Oh, Queens. Queens. Queens oh, yeah? Yep. Okay. So what can we do for right you? Hey, Near Nestoria? No, by Regal Park. Regal Park. Like Left Rack City. Left Rack City. People don't know, but Left Rack... There's like two big builders. You have all these apartments built by a guy named Lefrak. Trump built a shitload of apartments. And then there's some other big shots. But anyway, so what can we do for you? Happens to be that um, a family member of mine has three multifamily homes that they haven't paid the mortgage in about, let's say, eight years. So now she's, you know, she's a little bit of an older age. She's about, I don't know, 65, getting towards like 70, so like more like 68. And she's thinking, well, you know, I haven't paid the, the, the my, my houses in a couple of years, but uh, I wanted to leave something for the family. Um, she wants to know if she can, how she gets back on track in terms of uh, paying off the mortgage, but now imagine eight years. What, what, what is your experience in that, Ben? Did you say eight years? She couldn't have gone out paid a mortgage in eight years. No bank's going to go for that. Eight years has been. Eight no years has it been a friggin' mortgage on three different properties? On three different properties. And is it all the same <laughs> bank? Uh, two are the same bank. And what are the banks doing? Nothing? They haven't told her nothing? They haven't foreclosed on her? Nothing? Mm, I think they're going through a foreclosure, something like that now. But she got a, she got something recently in the mail saying that um, if you get, if, if we do a payment, mortgage payment by 
the first of next month, then we could get back on on the on the payment or get up back up to date on everything. Listen, it sounds like you know you or somebody needs to step in right away, right away, and get a hold of that settlement agreement letter. You need to cut a deal if they ever foreclosed on it. Or they don't roll back their cover because they're that's just a tricky situation for them. Um, but you'll see. I mean, there are enough people out there that even with cover rolled back, if you look on like LinkedIn, you know, there are certain signs, you know, people say I worked for the USG, you know, like, What's um, the US, oh, US government? yeah, the US government, you know, a very generalized yeah thing on there so they probably have their cover their cover rolled back but um they're careful not to put details and we're only allowed to say so much anyways you know even with cover rolled back all your language has to be approved it's all Mm. very generalized nobody knows what you're talking about if you're trying to get a job so (laughs) you know how how specific is that when you're like officially leaving the CIA, like I'm curious talking to you and Andy, like how specific are they with what you are and aren't allowed to talk about? And how often do you, are you communicating with them? Like, cause he's, he mentioned that every time mm-hmm. he does something public, he has to like have yeah. correspondence or something. Right. So you're supposed to, um, it's like anything written yeah. is supposed to go through a review board. Um, And then they look at all your language that relates to the agency. Um, I mean, like my resume, they picked over every single word and it came back with all kinds of marked out things and then replacements. Like it just has to be very general. You can't have any specifics. Um, The biggest concern is revealing like sources and methods. Um, So... We don't ever talk about, like, specific places we went to or um, talk about, like, specific methodologies that we use um, in, you know, specific trade craft. Um, so, yeah, when when you're generally out and about talking, you just kind of try to stick to the rules because there's only so much review that they can do anyways. So you just try to police yourself. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're not divulging anything important, right? What do you think about Edward Snowden living in Russia and being protected mm. by Russia? Uh, Edward Snowden. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's obviously, they know he's ex-CIA, or was he NSA? He was NSA. He was an yeah. NSA contractor. Mm-hmm. I have very strong feelings about Snowden because so... So I am a fan of whistleblowers, right? Like something, if something is like, like the government can do wrong things. People in the government can, because right, the government is made up of people. So people can be corrupt. People can be shady. Mm -hmm. So of course it's possible Mm -hmm. that something that should not be happening is happening, right? Like something that doesn't have enough oversight. Right. Like, so whistleblowers, great. Like, let's keep things in check. Mm -hmm. I do not see Snowden as a whistleblower. I, he, he, I had other names for him that I will not use. You can use them. I, (laughs) 
he he divulged um like class like classified information for for what I consider to be no good reason. If there was something going on that should not have been going on, there is number one a chain of command to follow to report it. You do not just release classified information to the world. And the fact that he went to like I think he ran to Cuba first and then to Russia, like our actual enemies, right? Like Or you went to Hong Kong. Or Hong uh, yeah. Chinese. Yeah. I mean anyways, <laughs> like so right, so Hong Kong, Russia, not friends, right? So I feel very strongly that maybe he thought he was doing the right thing. My guess is he had a very good handler who convinced him because that's how it works, especially with those types of countries, right? He had a good handler who convinced him he was doing the right thing for his country. He was not doing the right thing for his country. And for me, I was really affected because that data that he, like that data and those programs that he released, like targeters use those. Like I, like, like I, anybody who thinks that their information is private. What do you mean targeters? So targeters use data, right? Like that's what I do. That's my job. Like, or was. So targeters use all kinds of data it's like being a private investigator like on crack like because you have access to tons more data um just because of the government has access to data Mm -hmm. um so it's like how like if a private investigator goes online and they can see your facebook page and your instagram and they can there's certain things Mm -hmm. that they can find out about you right like imagine that like exponential right but that data comes from somewhere. So like, like Apple and Google will share it. Um, you know, I just with the government, right? With the government for a purpose, right? Like without that, it is very difficult. Like that information helps us find terrorists. That information helps us stop terrorist attacks. That information helps us find intelligence officers in our country and overseas who are trying to do our country harm, right? Like that information is not telling me that you are cheating on your wife. Like if you think that like I have huge issues with people and their and privacy <laughs> because like if you are if you are online, mm-hmm. anything digital, if you have a phone or you are online, there is no privacy for you. I I hate to tell you, like, I don't care what agreement you sign or whatever. It exists. Somebody can hack it. Somebody's collecting it. Mm -hmm. It's being used, whether it's being used by the government to stop terrorists or to collect intelligence for our country, or whether it's being used by marketers to advertise to you. Of a man. And they done took that value away. Um. He got into it with Dr. Umar Johnson. Yeah, he a fraud too. That yeah, with Dr. Umar Johnson. Yeah, man, y'all know he a fraud. Y'all kind of preach some of the same things though. Well, I ain't begging for money. See, I was yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We now I ain't saying a nigga don't say no real shit, but man, he done been caught with a stripper hoe, 
Uh, he been begging for money about a school he ain't got built. Uh, yeah, man, he, he went off on a rampage one time. They thought the nigga was crazy, crazy. Uh, no, man, uh, I ain't done none of that, homie. Yeah, man, I ain't had a, I ain't flopped yet. Let me just say, yeah, I ain't flopped, I, I ain't flopped yet, man. Yeah, they got at least let me flop for they, yeah, bash me, but yeah, I ain't flopped yet. But Kevin Samuel and Dr. Umar Johnson, homie, oh, uh, man, they playing on us with that shit, man. Neither one of these men. <clears throat> Man, we man, we just watched white folks go to the U.S. Capitol and storm the Capitol. We watched white, we watched fat white men climb walls. Oh man, they kill people. Man, them people went up there and done something we ain't never saw ever before in our time of living. And these are the men that I work Do I think I'm smart? Define smart. Like, like the stri strategic thinker, just like just the, the, the smartest person in the room. No, I'm not the smartest I feel like in the I, I, I don't feel like I'm... Um, I honestly don't feel like I'm that smart in terms of mm -hmm. like... Um, in... I don't know. I don't. I can't say not intelligent, but there's some things that my mind just doesn't process. So right now, I still don't 100% understand how you monetize Twitter, even though you told me. And my mind's trying to follow it, and I'm like, yeah. all right, well, okay, you send people to the banner, but do they pay? And you systematize. That's why I feel like you just you look, you see things in pictures. So in terms Can of, you clearly define see things in pictures? All right, look, I know you're enjoying the episode, but I got to tell you, finally, you asked for it, and we created a Patreon, okay? We created an inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So... It's about that time. We put together our Patreon. We put together our community because we have to have conversation around the information. So even this podcast we're listening to right now, there needs to be conversation. I want to hear what you got. I want to hear what you got. Like, let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're like-minded, we're all going in the same direction. When we connect, connect in a community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships. Okay, so... Check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. Um, the support is um, the support is appreciated. Okay, thank you so much. Now back to the episode. So, for instance, um, I had a friend. Um, he was never afraid to talk to women. Uh, that was always my thing. I was just I always take the friend. I just know going <laughs> to a situation, I'm gonna take the friend. It's all good, but. <laughs> In his head, he knows how this thing's going to work out. Right. It's almost like a visionary. From, visionary from walking up, what he's going to say, what she's going to say, how it's going to go, his rebuttal, where they're going to go later. But that's based on experience. That's all that is. You can predict the future where you know what you know. Hmm. 
And that's what happened with your boy. He done been through it so many times, he can already predict the next move. The thing is, I think, so for instance, in these interviews, I never know how they're going to go. We've done uh, hundreds, over hundreds of joints. Mm -hmm. And I don't, like, even like if if I'm building a business, it's always like a real organic thing. Like, we didn't run no ads to the morning meetup. We have like hundreds and hundreds of people in it. But literally, day to day, I'm just focusing on delivering today. And I'm, 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 I'm trying to get into it now. I look at the numbers and analytics, stuff like that. But I just don't, I don't know if I put the whole play together in my head. I just keep walking. Like, remember I asked you, I, okay, I got this product and this product. And I don't know what to do. You're like, well, okay, structure it this way. Put it in the funnel. This is you're going to run traffic today. And like, and even after the call, I'm like, all right, I know what I'm going to do. And then I hang up. I was like, hold on, what do you say? <laughs> I'm looking at my notes like, uh, that's why I'm saying like smart. But you told me something. We was at a restaurant um, where you were like, yo, you don't even have to be smart. You mm-hmm. said something like that earlier mm-hmm. today. Explain that. Do you remember? Yeah. No, I feel like people focus on the wrong thing to be wealthy. And the reality is if you focus on certain key elements, key points, you can accomplish that. One is relationships. If you can master relationships, you'll get opportunities that the normal person would never get because they don't have the relationship. Mm. The second thing is making sure you have the drive to do it, being persistent and consistent. Those three, being consistent and persistent with the right networking skills to build relationships, the people skills, with those three is a combination for wealth. Dang, that's crazy. It's easy. And then by you knowing this information, that just hit me. you can utilize it in a way where you have the ups on anybody you meet because, oh, that's trying to do the same thing you're trying to do because you understand that that's what you need. Because... The information is going to come based on a relationship. If right now I wanted to start let's say an e-com brand and I knew nothing about e-commerce I can call one of my relationships and now I know everything because he's just going to tell me. And then you'll consistently work at it and be persistent once things don't go well. You, God, and it just hit me because the same example that I was using, like with this podcast, I, those are the only three things I have. I'm consistently dropping every single week. I'm persistent. I'm I'm gonna get the interviews, and I'm I'm just focused on good relationships. Done. Dang, that's genius. You are smart. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. So now if you think about it, like we built our relationship, right? You decided 
you have morning meetup, you want to create more products to add more value to your audience. What we did, we got on a call, gave you my time, and you like we mapped out some.